Hey, what's up everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. Today is July 11th, 2023. On July 11th, 2022, that is today last year, I published my first podcast episode. We've come a whole year. I've done one podcast a week throughout the year and we've come a long way. Today I have quite a few listeners and of course, could it have grown a lot more? It could have, but I've not really done anything to grow this podcast uh, because I don't really have a commercial intent around this podcast. All I want to do is create a an ecosystem uh, of listeners, of people who are interested and passionate about technology and enterprise architecture and so on and so forth. So first thing I want to do today in my podcast is say thank you to all my listeners. I'm very thankful. Uh, I'm very glad that you've subscribed to my podcast. I'm very glad that you listen to me and I receive comments from time to time where you say that you enjoy listening to my podcast and uh, and that encourages me a lot and that keeps me disciplined and that makes me think about how I can make this podcast more interesting. So thank you very much, everyone, and uh, share this podcast with friends and colleagues and family and, and, and do let me know how I can make this more interesting and, um, and keep listening. Culture Eats Strategy for Breakfast Leadership is a combination of culture and strategy. But if you've got to choose one, be without strategy. You can have all the right strategy in the world, but if you don't have the right culture, you are dead in the water. There are so many different quotes that you will see and hear when you do a quick search on the internet. But what does it really mean by culture? How does culture help? How do these quotes help a leader in doing their job? Let's get practical about it. So what is culture? We all know that children don't do what they're told, they do what they see. If you lie all day long, your children are going to lie no matter how many times you're going to tell them to not lie and be honest. If you watch television all day long, they're going to want to watch television, no matter how many times you tell them not to watch television. In the organizational context, the parents are the leaders, the children are the employees. If the employees see their leaders do something wrong, they are going to do something wrong. So as leaders, it becomes very important for them to behave the way they want their organization to behave, the way they want their teams to behave. Organizational culture is an environment in which people work. And it's very important that you create the right kind of environment so that people feel safe. Now let's tie it down to IT and technology organizations. What kind of a culture do you want your organizations to have? There are a couple of things that come to mind. The growth mindset, the culture of proactiveness, the culture of customer support and performance, the culture of innovation, and then 
there is the culture of digital first. Let's talk about all of these one by one. The growth mindset. You want the people to be ambitious. You want people to continuously grow in the way they work. This means that you would have to invest in their learning. You'll have to give them time to grow. I've talked about successful projects in the past and one of the beautiful ways of describing a project success was a combination of three things. Business success, technological success and people success. Business success means the project was able to deliver success to the business. It doesn't matter whether it was on time or under budget or not because being on time and under budget is not sufficient if the business fails in whatever it is that they were trying to do as an outcome of the project. Technological success is when you deliver a solution with the right technology which also has uh, all the good non-functional requirements like availability and extensibility and scalability and, and, and adaptability and so on and so forth. And people success, and that's what I want to talk about here. If the people who are working on the project are better people after the project, if they've learned in that project, if they've become better technically, they've become better as humans, then that's a successful project. Now, I know this is a little bit philosophical, but it's, it's not really that impractical. If you allow the people to grow, if you allow the people to have a growth mindset, to become better people after the project, people will be happier, they'll stay a longer period of time. There's this beautiful uh, quote that one of my friends had told me a long time back that the CEO asks the head of learning that why do we invest so much in the learning of people? What if we train them and then they leave? So the head of learning says, what if we don't train them and they don't leave? It's important that your people grow as people. Otherwise, the organization does not grow. The second culture that I want to talk about is the culture of performance, the culture of customer support. I was born and brought up in Gujarat and I grew up there and I saw the people around there. And Gujarat is primarily a business community. And I was in a small town called Baroda, which is now called Vadodara. And one of the things that you will notice straight off the hook if you're moving into Varudra for the first time. I didn't notice it because I was born and brought up there, so I grew up in that culture. But the first thing that you notice when you come there is if you go to a shop, let's say in the evening, there's this culture that the shop owners have in, in Gujarat that after the timings are over, like for example, if they decide that they'll close the shop at 7, they'll take the shutter down halfway and then they'll do accounts. They'll try to, you know, reconcile all the sales that they've done that day and they'll write it down and, and they'll do accounts. So they're not going to do business at that time. But the shop is still not completely closed. The owners of the shop are still inside. They're doing the accounts. Now, let's say as a customer, you, you bend down and go into the shop and you want to buy something. They'll not sell it to you. That sounds bad. But they're not going to make you, uh, send you away without a cup of tea. And that is customer support. They'll tell you, sit down, please have a cup of tea. I will not be able to sell it to you today, but I'll be able to sell it to you tomorrow because the shop is closed. But I'm not going to let you go without a cup of tea. So even though they do not do business, even though the customer does not get what they were looking for, they will go out of the shop happier and they will come back the next day. And this is so natural there that when I left Gujarat for the first time and went to Maharashtra and a couple of other states, I've 
travelled around a little bit. When I saw that the shopkeepers behaved badly with the customers, I was very surprised and shocked. And that's one of the things that I've imbibed into uh, into the way I work. Um, and that is that the customer is one of the most important things. So today, I run a team of architects and I have various stakeholders. But I make sure that stakeholder expectations are met. What I mean to say is, I have to set the expectations right. Sometimes I'll be able to deliver the solution and sometimes I will not be able to deliver the solution. But the expectations of the customer has to be set right. And that is what I call a performance culture. Performance is not just delivering more. It is also delivering as per expectations. And the expectation, and if the expectations are set right, if we are able to tell them right at the gate that this is how much we can deliver and we'll deliver more, I am pretty sure that the customer would be happy at the end of the day. But if we set the expectations wrong, if we promise more than what we can deliver, the expectations will not be met and eventually the performance will be impacted. So performance is not just about working more than 12 hours a day or what have you. It is understanding the expectations of the customer and setting them according to what you can and cannot do. The third thing that I want to talk about is the culture of innovation. Many times I've seen when organizations work with service providers or integration partners, and let's say that we've outsourced our operational support. The expectation from the customer organization is that over a period of time, the cost of the operational support must go down. And the expectation of the cost reduction is on the basis of innovation. The expectation is that the service provider is going to automate most of the processes that exist today as manual over a period of time and deliver better efficiency and give back that efficiency to the customer by reducing the cost of the operational support. But what ends up happening is that the service provider, and this is not any particular service provider that I know, there are uh, many service providers that I've worked with and I've seen this constant thing and it's something that needs development, it's something that needs uh, improvement. What happens is the service provider ends up hiring more and more junior resources, more and more cheaper resources and over a period of time not only does it become unsustainable, the quality of the performance goes down, the profit margins of the service provider gets hit and and, and basically, it's not a sustainable solution. What should ideally happen is that the service provider should come up with more and more innovative ways of how the cost can be reduced, whether it is automation, whether it's artificial intelligence, and so on and so forth. The technology exists, and I am so thankful to the peop- to the technology innovators. I am not one of them. Um, but I'm very thankful to the technology innovators, not just because they've come up with better solutions to do things, but also they've kept the field so interesting. You know, I've spent 23 years doing what I'm doing and I absolutely love it. And I don't just love doing what I'm doing, I also love talking about it. And that's why this podcast. So the technology definitely exists, right? Automation is not new. It's been there for a really long time. It's getting better and better over a period of time. The skill set exists because if you look at the statistics, the best quality resources are being hired from colleges by the service providers and by the integration partners and not really by the product companies and the organizations that are the customers of the service providers. So they have the skill set, they have the technology. Why don't they just go ahead and do it? It's just a matter of having an innovative culture. If they're able to provide that, 
I'm pretty sure that the contracts would last a lot more longer than they actually do. The third thing that I want to talk about is the culture of proactiveness. And this culture is very important. The reason why proactiveness is important is this is one thing that I've seen across organizations that we wait for people to come to us. We wait for problems to arise. We don't take an active interest in the business of our stakeholders. If we do, we would have an eye on the roadmap and we would be a lot more proactive, would engage early in various projects and various activities and various initiatives and have a target first approach. You know, we would know where we are going, we would know the strategic direction and we would be able to provide a much better uh, service. But this is innate to people. This is something that needs to be imbibed by the leaders into their organization of having a proactive culture. And then the final thing that I want to talk about is the digital first culture. We are operating in an environment where technological advancement is not new. You know, we've if you look at the internet connected devices, they have been growing at an exponential rate. If you look at um, innovations that are being done in technology, whether it's artificial intelligence, machine learning, whether it's uh, Internet of Things or, I don't know, edge devices and cloud and native services and what have you, the technological advancement is tremendous. So when we think about a solution to a business problem, think about digital first. This is again a mindset. It's It's not a project. It's not a program. It's not a particular scenario. It's a mindset that people need to have to think how they can be digital first, how can how they can think about how we can provide a digital solution before we think about what we've done in the past. What we did in the past is in the past and it was done in a very different way. And And there are newer and newer mindsets and newer paradigms that are coming into the industry today. And it's very important that we have this digital mindset before we start providing solutions to the customer. Now, this is what I think about culture. Now. A little bit of a rant. Why do I do this podcast? Of course, I want to share my experiences. And and that's something that I like doing. And that's what I've been doing all my life. When I was a programmer, I used to write a blog about programming. And when I became an architect, I started um, writing a blog about design and design patterns and um, architecture and so on. And then when I became um, a technical lead and I started taking an interest into Agile, I started talking about Agile practices and what have you. And now I'm an enterprise architect and a, uh, and a leader in the technologies and, and I talk about all these things. But that doesn't mean I am any better than my listeners. I don't want to uh, come off as somebody who imparts knowledge. I do this podcast because I want to create an ecosystem of people where people come together and discuss. Uh, I want to hear from you what you think about about all of this, about innovation, about technologies, about uh, digital, about enterprise architecture, about business, and so on and so forth. Because what I've seen over the years is we get busy with our work. You know, we go to office, uh, we do whatever it is that we do. Uh, we write code, we do infrastructure, we manage projects, we do transformations, and then we come back home, and then we spend some time with the family, and we do our recreation or what have you, and we go off to sleep. And this basically puts us into a bubble. What I want to do is break this bubble. I want to reach out to people. I want to hear what they have to say. Tomorrow I am riding down to Bangalore, and uh, there is a Zinov conference that I'm going to be attending. And 
and to be honest i don't even know what the agenda of the conference is but it really doesn't matter to me i'm not going there to listen to what those people have to say i'm sure it's very knowledgeable and i'm going to gain some experience and get to know something new and it's going to open up my mind a little bit and i'm not denying that what's more important for me why i am attending this conference is i want to reach out to people i want to hear what they have to say i want to see who all are the other people who are coming to that conference what are the organizations that they're working working in in what capacity what technologies are they uh, engaging in i want that discussion to happen i'm also thinking about starting a local meetup where people industry leaders it leaders come together and talk about their experiences and share their knowledge and and all of that but what's more important is i also have a telegram group if you are a listener join the telegram group the link is there in the show notes and don't just join the telegram group and wait for me to say something because i already say a lot on the podcast engage in a discussion when you see your problem that you are trying to solve at work and when you are mulling over it share that problem in the group share that problem on linkedin share that problem on social media get to know what other people think about it engage in a discussion that is what makes work fun i love what i do it's been 23 years and i'm not bored and i have the technology innovators to thank i have my fantastic leaders who have given me a fantastic environment and a culture to work in to thank and 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 it's fun let's have some more fun by having an engaging discussion that's all i have for you today folks i hope you enjoyed the show More about organizational agility, innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world in the business right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice and it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a telegram group if you would like to contribute to the ea discussions or what have you just search for enterprise architecture radio on telegram or the url to join the group is https://t.me/enterpriseracitecture-radio while our contact details are there in the show notes they are very easy to find just search for enterprise architecture radio anywhere twitter linkedin facebook instagram youtube even discord once again I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.